E-Tidings Cosmos, Good Morning 21st Century World of Worlds, this is Radio Richard Island, coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of life itself. Thormila Falcher Rotenscha, I am your host, Richard McSween. Hear this, listener, give it here your fullness of ear. From the beginning there is breath, and upon that breath there are words. In a vision of the day, heard two people talking away. I read somewhere where five people in different parts of the world were of a weekend, feeling down in themselves, feeling melancholy, feeling depressed, having withdrawn from years of being on the social media validation loop. Did it say how they dealt with such feelings? It did, it did indeed. What did it say? It said one decided to go to the local pub, the local drinking house, as it called it. Another went out and got as high as a kite. Another visited a psychologist, and another even attempted suicide. And the other read a few drama scripts, closet drama scripts. Did it say how they were feeling come Monday morning? It did. It said that only the latter, the one who had read some closet drama scripts, was feeling a whole lot better. It just goes to show you, doesn't it, that there is nothing like a bit of role-playing and thinking deep to make a person feel good about themselves and the world. There is nothing like a drama reading a day, be it of a weekend, to eventually get rid of such feelings. They can be awful, so they can, as you well know. Don't I well know it? Wasn't it the way, when we were growing up, that we were advised to have an apple of a day to keep the doctor away? It was the way. It seems the same could be said when it comes to getting rid of those blues, for when I first started reading closet drama scripts, I was doing so solely for the purpose of getting me through social media withdrawal symptoms. But now I am reading them for the sheer joy of it, and for the insights they give me into life, reality, and myself. Rediscovering myself is the best part of it, truly. Sure, wasn't it Socrates there of old who said that with every day knowing yourself a little bit better, you will never have a dull day in your life? We could have told him that ourselves, couldn't we? We could, we could indeed. And the sage in the digital age speaks of the philosopher of old, saying, A mother and a toddler, he said, were sitting in the shade of a tree, happily playing childlike games with each other. And the mother was pointing with her finger to different parts of her face and asking the toddler to name what it was. And this went on for a while, until of an instant the toddler pointed to the air and asked of his mother what it was. And she, thinking he was pointing to a branch of the tree, answered that it was a branch. But he didn't mean a branch. So again he pointed to the air and asked her what it was. And she, thinking he was pointing to a cloud in the sky, answered that it was a cloud. But he didn't mean the cloud. And then she understood and answered that it was nothing. 
and the toddler was pleased with her answer. In today's broadcast, I'll be reading from Prince Hamlet, Tao Dai Ching, and the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. This is a reading in continuity from Prince Hamlet. A Norman, was it? A Norman. Upon my life, Lamont. The very same. I know him well. He is the brooch indeed and gem of all the nation. He made confession of you and gave you such a masterly report for art and exercise in your defense, and for your rapier most especially, that he cried out, "'Twould be a sight indeed if one could match you. The screamers of their nation, he swore, had had neither motion, guard, nor eye, if you opposed them. Sir, this report of his did Hamlet so envenom with his envy that he could nothing do but wish and beg your sudden coming over to play with him. Now out of this, what out of this, my lord? Leatis, was your father dear to you? Or are you like the painting of a sorrow? A face without a heart. Why ask you this? Not that I think you did not love your father, but that I know love is begun by time, and that I see in passages of proof time qualifies the spark and fire of it. There lives within the very flame of love a kind of wick or snuff that will abate it, and nothing is at a like goodness still, for goodness growing to a pleurisy dies in his own too much that we would do, uh, we should do when we would, for this wood changes, and hath abatements and delays as many as there are tongues, or hands, and are accidents, and then this should is like a spindrift sigh that hurts by easing. But to the quick of the ulcer, Hamlet comes back. What would you undertake to show yourself your father's son indeed more than in words? To cut his throat in the church, no, no place indeed should murder sanctuaries. Uh, revenge should have no bounds. But, good Leotis, will you do this? Keep close within your chamber. Hamlet returns shall know you are come home. We'll put on those shall praise your excellence, and set a double varnish on the fame the Frenchman gave you. Bring you in fine together, and wager on your heads. He, being remiss, most generous, and free from all contriving, will not pursue the foils so that with ease, or with a little shuffling, you may choose a sword unabated, and in a pass of practice requite him for your father. I'll do it, and for that purpose I'll anoint my sword. I, I bought an unction of a mountblank, so mortal, but a dip a knife in it where it draws blood, no cataplasm so rare, collected from all simples that have a virtue under the moon, can save the thing from death that is but scratched with all. I'll touch my point with this contagion, that if I gall him slightly, it may be death. Let's further think of this. Weigh what convenience had both of time and means. And may it fit us to our shape. If this should fail, and that our drift looked through our bad performance, twere better not assayed, therefore this project should have a back or second that might hold if this should blast in proof. Softer, let me see. We'll make a solemn wager on your cunnings. I had 
when in your motion you are hot and dry, as make your bouts more violent to the end, and that he calls for drink. I'll have prepared him a chalice for the nonks, uh, whereon but sipping, if he by chance escape your venom stuck, our purpose may hold there. Dao Dai Jing, Installment 2 When the people in the world gain a knowledge of that which is beautiful, they will also gain a knowledge of that which is ugly. When they gain a knowledge of that which belongs to the realm of the good, they will also gain a knowledge of that which belongs to the realm of the bad. Existence and non-existence shall rotate to take place. Difficulty and ease impress people by their prepossession. Lent long and short are acknowledged in comparison. Tallness and lowness confront to make contrast. Harmonious musical pieces, the notes and tones interdepend. That which is before or behind leads or follows the other. Therefore, there is a sage who likes to do business without the intent to control fate and conveys his instruction without speech. All things make an effort to prosper, and there is no one who comes to interfere with them. Moreover, the one who gives life to all things does not claim ownership of them, works laboriously for them, and does not expect a reward in return establishes the feat for them, and does not confess the achievement. Because it does not confess the achievement, no one can forget the achievement. This is an interpretation, after my own fashioning, of some lines from the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. No three-star visitor spoke to me, saying, Humaculate of error, what stories, what anecdotes, what insights do you bring to this new dawn? Humans are fascinated by the extraordinary, but terrified of using it, preferring instead to stay well within their self-imposed boundaries of what they consider to be the ordinary. And that which they call ordinary, they would have it be their extraordinary. For instance, being able to see the distant hills or stars and the heavens of night, they would claim to be extraordinary seeing. Being able to well hear the rustling of the leaves in a breeze, they would claim to be extraordinary hearing. Being able to well scent the fragrances of flowers, they would claim to be extraordinary scenting. Being able to well taste all the different flavorings and dishes, they would claim to be extraordinary tasting. Being able to well feel cold and heat, they would claim to be extraordinary feeling. Being able to well think so many thoughts, calculating so many equations and formulae, they would claim to be extraordinary thinking. For fear of my life, I refrain from telling them directly that they are, for the most part, 
just using about 1% of their eyes to see, ears to hear, noses to scent, tongues to taste, skin to feel, and brain to think. And such being the case, there is no way that I can talk to them of the river glow. That too they are using only about 1% of it to centralize their entire body and its immediacy. They would even claim, lay claim that an extraordinary power of seeing, hearing, scenting, tasting, feeling and thinking leads to nothing but confusion. Extraordinariness they look upon as being a troublemaker, though they never tire of letting themselves be enchanted by it. Their mighty civilizations are but a testimony to ordinariness. Would that they would stop trying to see a future for their past ordinariness. Would that they would begin to explore just how wondrously extraordinary they are. For there is no being quite like them in this rim of the galaxy. This a galaxy they call the Milky Way. In a dawn reverie of this new day, meditated I on what an immortal self of mine did say did lovingly relay way back in days of long, long, long gone by. O mortal self of mine, when with living in your own realm and time, your strength will be that of the spider's web, your freshness of the morning dew. Remember whenever and wherever to bravely speak out on issues when you know quite well you ought to. Refuse to let yourself silence you. The upcoming repeal here on the Isle of Ireland of the Eighth Amendment of the Constitution Act 1983, which acknowledges the right to life of the unborn, with due regard to the equal right to life of the mother, is such an issue in need of your courageous response. Say no on Referendum Day, Friday 25th of May, to the making of a law that would fast-track us as individuals and as a people to inhumanity. The beloved lives in the wombs of tomorrows will to us in their own way be eternally grateful and ever so proud of us. All right, I will leave it at that for today. Enjoy taking very good care of yourself and those around you. Be ever so grateful for your many blessings. You have been listening to an Irish philosopher of the natural kind bringing radio to the Internet via Radio Richard Ireland, on the air globally for about 15 minutes, Monday to Friday. The script format of today's broadcast will be available at a future date on AuthenticCloseTramaScripts.com It is truly an honor to have your listening. May you be a blessing unto yourself by way of your past, by way of your present, and by way of your future. Sloan, August Benacht, Lad.